Empire Podcast. I'm your host. Stop laughing! <laughs> oh my God, you're laughing. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Whew. Focus. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the For Our Empire Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Moucher. And in this podcast, we address the personal and business issues that female entrepreneurs face in their day-to-day lives. And today, our guest is the lovely Annette Murray. Woohoo! <laughs> so she was in the army for 17 years. And of course, even the army and, and coming out of it, a lot has changed. A lot of the structure is gone. And you're in a different mental health and mental space. And so she's going to tell us a bit more about her experience in the army, leaving the army, and then what's it been like to transition mentally from that tight structure to a day-to-day life now. Hi, Annette. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Good. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh a lot. So do I. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you were in the Abbey for 17 years and that's a long time. Christ, that's a very long time. Like, I, cannot, I cannot imagine like committing to a job for 17 years like oh yeah i better get like sticks in that company <laughs> a 401k plan or something right yeah yeah at least like 10 percent out of that company shares <laughs> for 17 years wow so what's life like in the army so you know it was all I ever, I, I ever knew for, for 17 years. It's very structured. You know, you, you had to be at certain places at certain times and that was just my life. So I, I was used to it. You know, some of us, when we think of having a job and you get a lunch break, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to get my lunch break and that's it. Well, sometimes in the military, it's not like that. And, you know, yes, I would be frustrated and be like, man, you know, this is the only time I have off. But then other times it's like, okay, let's do it. This is just it. And so I, there were times where I never left the office. I was there all day. I would eat there and, but that was our job. And so I got used to it. And there were days where I would question myself, like, what the heck am I still doing? But then there's other days where I felt very fortunate to be around the people that I work with because they'll forever be my military family. Oh, nice. So are you still, are you still in contact with your military friends? I am. I am still in contact with uh, quite a few of them, actually. And so it's oh. just, it's very... It's, it's just such an honor to see them progress in, you know, professionally. I mean, I do have friends that are, are in and it's been 20 years and I've known them from the beginning. And so to see them, to see where they are now is like, wow, it's amazing. And then I've seen other people who have transitioned out of the military into their civilian life and they have families and they're just happy. And so it's just you know, it's just amazing to see people grow up, per se, through social media. I love being able to see that. Hi. <laughs> it's been a very long time, 17 years. Wow. Okay. Oh. So, like, um, transitioning from being in the military to being a civilian, um, are there resources for that from the government? Um, or how easy or how complicated is it, the transitioning from this so now, 
there is, you know, we're told that we should start transitioning or going through that transition phase a year before we retire. So at the 19 year mark, we're told, you know, start preparing because it'll take that, that um, length of time to start doing your resumes and start figuring out what you want to do after, after the military. But with me, you know, I had to retire. I retired early because I was not, I was not selected for the next rank. And so I was devastated. I was devastated. And so that really broke me and I felt like a failure, but I also had to be reminded that, you know, this wasn't, I have, I can't let this define me. And I, and I did, I let it define me, but for me, you know, I had six months to get out and they did, I did go through a transition program that they offer you to teach you how to write a resume, to teach you to find out what you really want to do. But I, because I was already mentally, um, I was already in that, not a good mental space. I was already sad. (laughs) So I, I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend what I was doing. I was just going through the motions. And then when I completely, had to stop wearing the uniform. I felt like, who am I now? Yeah. I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life because I thought I had a plan, but I, I really didn't. And I was really mad at the world, and it, I felt sorry for myself. And, um, you know, uh, and apparently talking to other former soldiers that went through that we all kind of felt the same because we're so used to this structure and this this family that we had. And then you no longer have that. So you wake up and you're like, I don't have to be at work at five in the morning. What am I going to do? And so it's just, it's just really, it was really difficult for me, but it's not like that for everybody. It was for me, it was really difficult because I felt like a failure. Yeah. You you spent 17 years having like a very similar day to day routine. And all of a sudden it's gone. I can imagine sometimes you wake up and you're like, "Um, I should do this. Then you realize, no, I don't have to. Yeah, that probably happened a lot after. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, for for like a year, it was it was hard. Wow, wow. Uh, and and your husband is still in, is still in the military police. Yes, my husband's still in. He actually was prior service, so he did time before college. He got out, did college, and then went back in. So he's been in for over 26 years and he still has another four more to go only because of the position he was offered. So you have to go and fill that time. Yeah. But, um, so did he understand like the mental space you were in? Like, I'm like, you know, you just left something, which is practically your entire life. And now you're in the civilian space where you're not mentally prepared for this drastic change. So how supportive or how understanding um, was he in this transition period? So he was, he understood to an extent because he had soldiers that were going through a similar situation. But with me, I, I didn't know how to communicate it. And I felt like, well, you don't understand. So I'm just not going to tell you. And so I shut off completely and I was very difficult to, I, I was very difficult to handle. And so yeah, um, he didn't, he didn't know what to do. And, you know, I, yeah. I just, he tried to give me space, but he tried to understand. So it was, it was difficult. It was a, a difficult transition period in, in, in the family with the family and in the home. So 
um, you know, I, I had to learn how to just reach out because I did not like to hear, why don't you go talk to somebody? I was like, I don't need to talk to anybody. I can do this by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he, he really tried to be supportive, but then, you know, I, it's, I didn't give him that chance. So it was, it was difficult. Yeah. What made you, what happened that made you think I cannot go on like this? I have to reach out to someone. What was it that really pushed you to like, okay, keeping silent has not helped me so far. Let's try something else. Let's try talking to someone. What gave you that push? So I, um, after I retired, I started to, and I was in my, in my dark place, there was a point in time where I really wanted to end it all. And I, and I called a friend and she reminded me that I had children and that I did so much with my life. And she was trying to, you know, just tell me all the things that I should appreciate. And it was very hard for me to hear that. And so I started to write and I, that's where I created my blog called a wild ride called life because I felt like I needed something else to express my feelings and once I decided to share that with the world it was almost like a sigh of relief because I no longer I couldn't hide it anymore it was killing me and I had to figure out a way to save myself but to save other people that were experiencing the same things that I was because I at some point I realized that I wasn't the only one it wasn't just all about me <laughs> there was yeah, plenty, family kids there. <laughs> there was plenty of us who were out there but we didn't know how to talk about it and so that's what I figured this is where I was pushed in in that path and I think God was like all right well why don't you try this and I did it and it was scary but it's helped yeah is what, what about your kids? I know you said you had shut out your husband for a while. And how was communicating with your kids after all of this? So I was, like I said, I was not pleasant to be around. And, and I took it out. <laughs> I and, and I took it out on my kids, you know, and I never realized it until my daughter voiced her opinion. It was like, Mom, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're crazy. And... You know, I took offense to that, but I was like, man, you know, you don't realize the things that your kids see. You try to uh, say you're fine and don't bother me and all that. But I had to really learn to communicate with them and no yeah. longer hide those things because they see it. And so you just have to you just have to find the time to say, OK, this is what's really happening. This is what's really going on. And I'm not OK. And I'm going to talk to somebody and now I'm writing and I'm trying to do all these things. So our relationship is a hundred times better because of that, because I, I had to learn to stop shutting them out. I didn't want my kids to grow up thinking that it was okay to act like that. I wanted them yes. to, I wanted them to learn that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to talk about it. And, you know, I never thought about that before, but in this this day and age, it's it's huge. I have to teach them how to be and how not to be because of me. Yeah. So, and that was a lot to um, that was a lot to handle for me. It was yeah, I, really I can eye, imagine eye opening experience because nobody teaches you how to do this. There's no book. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine like not, not, I, I I mean I I still have this idea of my mom. Of, of having like this unshakable um, 
non-emotional, non-vulnerable person. Like this idea, of, I, mean, I know she's not, because now that I get older, I start to realize that, hey, mom is human. I don't like you doing that, dude. <laughs> and yeah. when you're growing up, you, I sort of thought her as perfect. Like she could do no wrong. Like this was the way of life and this should be it. But then, I guess seeing you, um, seeing you change, so to speak, seeing you share everything now, then seeing you being vulnerable, it's, it's, it's sort of like, okay, mom's a human being as well. <laughs> You know, she gets hurt, she gets angry, she gets frustrated. And it seems I don't think it's, it's that fun from a parent's perspective to show a sort of weakness um, to your kids. I think you want to remain mom and like this superhero sort of. Yeah. That could not be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I saw my mom break down, I would run away. <laughs> in, in, in my mom, yeah, my mom was. You know, she was a single parent for a while and and I never understood why she was the way she was until I became a parent. And I think everybody says that you won't understand until you have kids. And, and it's true because I never realized why she was so strict and why she did the things she did. I just thought, man, she's horrible and she's crazy. My life, mom. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm like, man, I was a terrible, I was a terrible kid. I tested her every chance I got. And, you know, I'm just lucky that she, she let me live <laughs> because I was, yeah. I was a rebel and my, my brother was the good kid. Oh, I can relate. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> like last time I saw my family was five years ago. Can definitely relate. <laughs> like I'm totally like a completely different country from everyone. <laughs> Yeah. So like, I just like uh, I like space right now. We're like two countries within us, that kind of space. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, I can relate. No, although that did affect me a bit because since I I I, I don't see you like I think I, yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, twenty fifteen. Five years. The last time I actually saw my mom face to face. Wow. And then. When I, when I think that I can stay with us in my family for five years, then I can definitely do without like being in a relationship with somebody and seeing you constantly like, yo, I can do six years without you. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. So, so I cannot imagine what's like. Wow, yeah. Parenthood. I don't want any personality, but parenthood. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, how has being in the army and having kids though? Like, do you get like off days or something? So that was, that was difficult because I joined the army already four months pregnant. So, um, (laughs) so I had my daughter, it was, I don't know what I was thinking. So I had my daughter right when I, you know, uh, a year after, and then I had my son two and a half years after that. So they were literally raised the whole time in the military. So it was, um, you know, it was definitely, I grew up real quick because I had to learn how to be a a wife and a mom at the same time. And so I, I don't even know how I did it really. I just think by the grace of God, because I had to juggle it. I had to take them to daycare early in the morning. Then I had to go to work Then I had to pick them up afterwards at daycare. And it was just like, it's it, all this is in the back. I'm sorry. 
like picking up your kids, daycare, going to work, all this is, is within the army barrack. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I would be, I would be on one, uh, the unit was located on one base and then I'd have to go to another base to pick them up. It wasn't always in the same area. So I'd always be like driving all over the place to pick up the kids. And so, and then when I had to, when I had to go for training, I had to make sure my husband was going to be able to take time off. And so it was just like, it was, it was crazy, but we learned how to be a team. So, you know, my kids grew up, they grew up fast because I had to tell them, okay, you know, it's just us. We have to do this. We have to do that. And like, okay, mommy. And so it'd just be like, you know, we just learned and they learned to be resilient and they learned that things changed at the drop of a hat and they understood. And I I still felt bad because, you know, there's times where they had a school function and I'd say, I can't go. I have a meeting and it sucked. It sucks sometimes, but, but they, but they understood because I just had to tell them the truth. So it was hard. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And you understood me like minimal facet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did not understand. This <laughs> one single event. Like, you don't love me anymore. <laughs> I did not understand. <laughs> Your kids are pretty mature. Oh, they're pretty mature. Like, oh my God. But they, they, they are. They, you know, they struggle sometimes because they, they wish they could be in one spot for more than two or three years. They want to, you know, like with me, I grew up in the same area from six years old till I was 21. They never got that chance. So it, it was, it was difficult yeah, yeah, when yeah. we had to leave their friends and, you know, they got, there was a point where they just, they were tired, you know, and they would get mad. Like, why do yeah. we have to leave again? And so, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I can relate. My mom moved around a lot. A lot. And I only saw her a few times a year. And then so um, she worked with the, mili- the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So she would travel a lot. She would get posted to a place for three years and all that and all that. So I did not see her that much. So she had first moved her from Lagos to Abuja. Um, to different states in Nigeria. So she stayed there for a while. And I would only see her during Christmas. Mm-hmm. So prior to that, I was still with my dad. But eventually we were like, okay, maybe we could stay with her. So we stayed with her and then she moved us to a different country. So we were like, okay, let's move. So we kept moving and moving and moving. So it was a bit exhausting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I, I did have trouble making friends. <laughs> so I can relate to your kids right now. That's hard. Yeah, and it, there's something quite sad about having a friend that you know is temporary. Because I, I'm like, in three years, I'm going to leave you to a different country. Like, so like, we can be friends. And I would attempt to keep in touch for like the first year. Yeah. And it just fizzles out. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so hard. Again. Oh, I just kind of, I just, I just give up hope at some point. And like, it's not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I did have trouble making friends. I think that's part of the reason why I'm okay with my own company. <laughs> like right. uh, the COVID thing here happened. We had a lockdown in March. Mm-hmm. I, I did not. I did not step outside my environment until last week. I was indoors three months straight, and then I didn't. I the farthest I went to was to go buy food downstairs, and that was as far as I went. And everyone was like, "No, you need to have some human contact and go out." And I was like, "Why? What for though?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did not have any human contact. I just got used to it. 
and so I just stayed in the. Then, and then, uh, my a friend of mine, patients, she was like, Abigail, come visit me. I'm like, no, you can talk on Zoom or WhatsApp. Like, must I see your face? Do I have to be close to you? Like, what do you need to have contacts for anyway? Like, stay away from me. I hope your friend, your, your kids do not get this introverted. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, it's, making friends is exhausting. Going on is exhausting. Like, like now, 26, and going anywhere is exhausting. I'm like, I'm going to get dressed, walk down the stairs, take a cab, go to my destination, stay there for a few hours, come back, climb upstairs, change all of my clothes. Who has the energy for all of this? That is so true. I just cut off my contact completely. <laughs> That's so true. I, know. I hope you're better than me. Okay, I have a question to ask, which might be a bit ignorant. And it's based on um, dramas and romance novels and military romance novels. So if it sounds ridiculous, please just ignore it. No, it's okay. What? Go ahead. Okay, uh, do soldiers do curse that much? Like, 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 uh, like Nick Fury in Avengers. Do they curse all the time? Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> they curse all the time. <laughs> that's a hard question some of us do <laughs> some of us just do it's like part it's like part of the part of the, the vocabulary i don't know what it is because you sur- it all depends on who you're sur- you're surrounded by you might be surrounded by people who don't because i did have bosses who did not curse but then i had bosses who did and so uh-huh. it was like <laughs> you're around the different types so it all depends yes next question uh, how likely is it for your boss to tell you how likely is that if you <laughs> if you mess up it it, it can happen <laughs> i i when i was <laughs> when i was training oh i did i did something stupid and he told me to drop down and give him 50 and i had to do it what happens if, if you cannot do like 50 push-ups in one step? What happens? Do you like start, start again? Yeah. It all depends on how nice they want to be. If they start over from one or if they continue on on where you left off. So it all depends. Yeah. <laughs> but if I cannot do it the first time from from one, how certain they can help me do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, power is back. Woo! Power is finally back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it looks brighter now. Nice. Okay, next question. Are there like army onesies for kids? Like, uh, that you put your kids in, like, a family officer. Do you do that? Did I do that? Yeah, like... No. <laughs> I did not. They did have a little... They didn't have a onesie when my kids were born, but they had, like, a two-piece outfit. I did do that. Oh, oh it's gone. <laughs> I only did it for, I had just bought one outfit and both kids wore it. That was it. My husband was like, don't dress them like that. Really? Uh, I mean, for kids like you, this and your kids like this also. Oh, that means so, so cute. It is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, would you encourage your kids to join the military? So there, it's funny because my daughter was interested in I didn't want them to join, but as they got older and they started uh, asking questions, 
we we did have the discussion with them about you know why do they want to what branch do they want to and what's your what's your goal out of it because we can't stop them but i just want to make sure they're yeah. on the good path because there's some kids who will just join you know and they don't know what they want to do we because of our experience we want to make sure that if they're going to do it do it for the right reasons so um but it they don't want to join anymore so my my son is like nope i don't want to join the military at all my daughter was like <laughs> maybe but now she doesn't want to so you know i just I'm happy about that <laughs> I I am only because I'm afraid. You know, there's so much going on in the world, but I but I also know that you know, we were contemplating with my son. We were actually trying to encourage him to join like the Air Force, for example, because he wants to be a welder. So, we there are there are pros to joining. I but like I said, if we if we want if we encourage him to join, it's for the right reason and for their future. So, um, but he doesn't want to do it. He's like, nope, I don't care. I don't want to do it. So <laughs> I, I think that's one of the important things now is not, I don't necessarily encourage them, but I talk it out with them. I, Cause I, in the beginning I was like, no, you're not joining the army. You're not joining the military. But now I'm yeah. like, you know what? I can't say no anymore because they can easily go down there and just do it. So. Right. Uh, uh- and very ignorant and potentially offensive question coming in. Please don't please don't answer it if it's, if it's quite offensive. Okay, so uh, I read this. Okay, it's a military romance book. So, okay. so I read most of my ideas come from there. So military romance book. The um, chase. They always called chase for some reason. <laughs> Left the military and then apparently had PTSD. Um, what exactly is that? And um, does that happen to military officers after they leave the, leave the, the army or leave the military? So PTSD, the, the post-traumatic stress syndrome, it doesn't happen to every soldier, but it is, it is more common than we think because of certain uh, events that they've gone through through the military. When you, when we, you know, when, when some soldiers go to combat or some soldiers experience um, a sexual trauma, you know, if they were assaulted or they were harassed in the military, you can, you can develop that. So um, it does happen, but it doesn't happen to everybody. It just depends on what they've gone through. And we don't really know what everybody goes through until they decide to, to, to talk about it. So um, that's a good question though yeah <laughs> thank you I thought it was a very offensive question <laughs> no it's it's absolutely not offensive it's just you know it's just a subject because it all depends on the person um so what about like uh, therapy or coaching or um communities we are like um all um vets that was they're called right vets um, yes. and you're retired yeah, so I did like community where you guys sort of like get together and meet maybe once a week, once a month, and just talk about your experience so far, or like adjusting and all that. So there aren't, there are numbers to call there. I, I, it all depends on where you're located. I don't know if there are communities like that. I know on Facebook there is, and, and, you know, I'm part of a large one and sometimes 
vets or even soldiers that are still in are comfortable in, in talking over in, in that type of community. But there, there are a lot of resources, but, you know, sometimes it's just hard for people to even say something's wrong because they don't want to be judged. So no. I think, uh, I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I know how it is and we just need to, we need to all come together and continue to create that space to where they are comfortable talking about it. So it's hard. Uh, something you mentioned is still sticking with me. You said that usually on the nine, after the 19 years, you have one year where you're being taught how to write your resume and what you, and what you want to do. Um, do the government, okay, I mean, Kenya, as I know um, U.S. Kenya is completely different, I, I'm assuming, I know nothing about military. So do the government, like, um, apply to places for you or, uh, like, um, help you find a job or something? There is. There, the military does have a, a place on, on the on the post or the base uh, where they can help you. They won't do it for you, but they help you. So you can go get assistance on your resume and then they can give you ideas on where you can submit um, that resume and, and so on. So there are, there are resources to help you depending on what you want to do. Do you use any of them? Did I use any of them? Um, yeah. I, I went to, I went to one, but you know, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. So um I never completed that part. I just, I didn't know what I wanted. Uh, do you regret it? Um, sometimes I do, but I think at this point in my life, I feel like I'm on the, the path I'm supposed to be on. So, so it's okay. Cheering you up. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And you're all happy. And I, I always picture, I picture like, a retired uh, military press would be all like stern and like <laughs> like Nick Fury from Avengers, like they were smiling. <laughs> I just picture that, but you will laugh with the entire time. <laughs> so, some some people some people are are still grumpy. <laughs> they are so <laughs> grumpy, grumpy old retired people. But um, yeah. no, there's there's some of us that are that are happy now. So <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I definitely couldn't. And the worst part is that in Nigeria, before you do a, uh, apply for a job, you have to do one year service, and I'm dreading that. Oh wow! Yeah, so you they know, call it a youth service. Uh, but in that youth service, for the first month or so, you would spend it in a military barrack, we like being trained and all that. Then you're posted anywhere, in, anywhere in the country. So, so um, you don't get to quite choose. And it has to be a different tribe from where you are. But that's one month of being in a police barrack. It's so scary to me. Like, oh, my God. I like to sleep. <laughs> I don't take off the guitar after I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know, it's it's really quite surprising what what you can do. Because I, you know, I went to a Catholic school. And I never experienced anything like it did in the military and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I, I, you know, I was going to just try it out in college. I said, let me just try the army. I don't know. And I'm surprised that I did it. You know, I, I really surprised at what I put myself through, but I think once you surround yourself by other people that are in the same position you are, you kind of learn to lean on each other as a, as a family and you support each other and encourage each other. So 
you know, I, it's funny because I never thought I would have lasted that long. And, and I hear people say, oh, there's, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how I did it either, but I did. And so I know that other people can, <laughs> I know other people can, it's just, it's a scary thought. It is because, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, I can never do it. Well, I think you could, it just takes a lot of, um, it, it's all mental. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mental, it's, it's all mental. And I never realized that until later. <laughs> Last question. Is the water, like, bathing water, is it cold or is it heated? It's what? <laughs> like, uh, like, the bathing water, is it cold or it's been heated already? Like, taking the bath, like, cold water? Oh, so in training, it was uh, whatever came out. At, <laughs> <laughs> like, five, like, like, five minutes, five different people go in and get out. So I've learned how to take quick showers. Even now, even now, I do everything at the same time. I, I'm just, uh, that's just what I learned. <laughs> okay, not. Water has been like hot to the point of scalding. If it's not hot enough, I add more. Oh my gosh. That's hot enough. I can't do that. I can't take I have that. to see the steam come out before I get in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking your time, you're like, uh, not soapy enough. That's so funny. Wow. We've talked for, for about 40 minutes. <laughs> 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 Anything else you want to add? And as well as talk about your blog, people can come um, look at it. Oh yeah. So I, um, my blog or my website is a wild ride called life.com. And on there, you can find anything you there's links to my podcast. Uh, it's called the truth we hide. And, um, yeah, you can contact me there and I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. Ooh, Instagram. Oh, I I'm using the same phone. <laughs> yeah. Check out on Instagram right now. Yeah. yeah. I still do this. It's, uh, it's a wild ride called life. Let's see. I'm recording my phone. And it's a bit weird. Typing. <laughs> uh, wild. I think I found it. Ta-da. Okay. Army combat vets. R E T. Mill spouse. That's it. Yes. Mom of. Yes. Found it. Woohoo! Okay, following you. So Loki stalky from now on. <laughs> 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 yeah. So you can find me. Yeah. If you go to my website, they'll have all the links. To yeah, go yeah, to yeah. find me where. It's nice talking to you and answering all my ridiculous questions from my romance oh. dramas and books. <laughs> no silly question. I understand. It's it's perfectly okay. No, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Bye. Bye.